0: Well, this weekend's just been powerful, really, um, for me. Okay, but I can only speak for myself, honestly. But this is what God did. This is what God did Friday night. God washed us Friday night. That's the way it, we really, literally saw these these uh, uh, waterfalls from heaven coming, and it was the washing of the Lord. And then I tell you, I don't really know what happened last night. <laughs> I got so blasted, but I feel God is just trying to. The blue flame, it got hotter. The love of God. I wish I could explain all this stuff, but I really can't. <laughs> all I know is this: this is the way I feel on the inside this morning. Remember when David, King David, brought the ark back into Jerusalem, and he was so passionate for the Lord and just so excited because he was bringing the, you know, what represented the very presence of God into into the city. That's just the way I feel on the inside. Just that. I just feel like, oh Lord, you've done so much. You've and that's just an overflow of of enjoying God's love. And so, so we've really enjoyed Sh- Shampa. We found a, a lady from India that is from the same tribe. She, I mean, it's like, hey, she, we're all we hook up with her completely. I mean, we, she's like us. You know, I mean, you know, there's different people from different tribes that have different things that they bring, and you can tell, and it's great to have people from other tribes that are completely different from you. Like we, I remember one time we, we were at this meeting, and we said those guys are from the other, on the other side of the mountain. They were completely different uh, from us, you know. But it's good when you do that. But it's also really good when you find somebody from another country that, oh yeah, we're just immediately connected, and you know. She came to our house and it was like, yeah, um, you know, you just like sit on in, come on in the house and have a seat and it was just like family was together, you know, and that's special, I think, and I really appreciate what the Lord has done in her life and so she's really been a blessing the church, so we want to just give her a big hand and let her speak to us one last time. Who
1: wants to hold my little Curious George today? Has to be somebody new. Let's see. Okay, come on here, baby. Good, it's going to be a little girl who's going to hold Curious George. And all of your little children, you can leave your mommy and come right in the front because then you can get the, you know, the overflow. That's what they call it, right? Yeah. Come on in the front. You don't have to sit with mommy and daddy. This is so fun. I'm going to tell a story when I was about 7 or 8 years old you're going to love it 7 or 8 years old how many of you are 7 or 8? let me see your hand (laughs) I can see some big people's hand over there me too 7 or (laughs) 8 I love that Before I continue, I'm going to um, tell you, Venus keeps reminding me several times now, at least six times she told me, you must say, your website, everybody wants to know about you. I said, oh, I keep forgetting. I'm I'm not that, you need to know I'm not that smart. Like, you know, a lot of people are really smart. They get the word out and stuff. I can't. I I just don't remember. So I'm going to say it before I forget again. You go to irisministries.org, just irisministries. Dot org and over there you'll see locations, and then you click India, and then you'll find us. And there's there's an email address too, so you can contact us. It's irisindia1040 um, at aol.com. It's really simple, irisindia1040 at aol.com. So you can write to us if you want our newsletter. I want to know uh, what crazy stuff we're doing. Um, if we're dead or alive, you never know, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Things happen and then You just like disappear But uh, we will try not to disappear Actually one time uh, We we got so threatened by um, You know People who kind of don't like us so much We got so threatened by them That um, I knew that You know we're not going to live for too long My my husband and I would uh, Every time he would go minister And I would say goodbye And I would look at him really well Because It could be that that's the last time I'm seeing him. And every time I would go minister... And he would look at me really well... And say goodbye... Because he knew that... he, He may not see me again. And we never shared that for eight years... That we would do that. One day... Something happened... And he looked at me... And he cried... And he said... Did you know that... Every time for the past eight years... That you would go minister My heart would beat really fast, and I would tell the Lord, "Thank you for giving her to me." And I started crying, and I said, "I did that too." So we were both crying, and you know, I looked at him. I said, "You know what? Something. We should just tell the enemy we just refuse to die in the enemy's time. Why should we live in that? We just refuse to die in the enemy's time. If it's God's time, that's all right. We got to die one day, right? So it's all right. You know what?" Worst could happen; you just die. Then you be in the presence of the Lord. It's all right. Allow me kindly to pray in my language. Then I will translate so all of you know it's not Greek. You will understand. Let's all bow our heads, shall we? Pobitra, pobitra, bahini gona shodha. Provudini chile, dinia ten, dinithak bentomat choron tole. Ishundor probhat eshti. Abba, isho. Raja ashaje. Aza madaron যেেরমভাবে আজ সেছি, সেরমভাবে যেনা পেরত না যায় বাড়ি। প্রব তুমি আজ গড়ো যা গড়বার, যা গতে পারণনি গতকাল। যা ভাঙ্গতে পারণি গতকাল তো আজ তুমি ভাঙ্গ। দেখাও তোমার পবিত্র প্রেম। খুলে আমাদের অন্তরে জান্লা, আজ তোমায় আসতে দিতে পারি। তুমি আগুনে আজ তুমি সেই বাতাসে Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, we bow before you now. And this is our request. May you ride on the chariots of fire and come and live in our hearts and set it aflame. So we may never be the same again. Never be the same. The way we came in here. Oh please, don't let us go back home the same way. What you couldn't do last night What you couldn't shift last night Oh please shift it This morning What you couldn't break and build last night May you break and build This morning We give you permission Come And take over We lift you up in this place No man No woman But you alone we lift you up so you can draw each man, woman and child to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me kindly. Revelations chapter 2 and leave it there open so you don't have to look at it. First I will tell you the story, right? I did promise. I was about 7 or 8 years old and my parents both were pastors. You know, and so we just... Happen to be in church all the time. I'm sure some of you do that. You just happen to be in church all the time. And one of these Sundays, you know, the back church from the back, people were standing, and uh, we heard, you know, in India when when somebody dies, they carry the dead body outside on a little bed, uh, you know, and they and they say something, you know, they keep repeating the name of their gods. And so you know it's somebody who died because they will never say it in that sing song voice. So because you know, we it's just a cultural thing, it's a cultural religious thing. So we knew there's a dead body going and all of a sudden the sound stopped right outside our church. And the next thing This our worship was going on, so everybody in the church was really, yeah, you know, just worshiping, right? Drums playing and everything. It's the Indian instrument, the Indian drums playing. So, because I was a child, children sort of hear uh, different things, even things that are outside going on, you know, more so than inside. Kids are like that, isn't that amazing? You're very alert. You're very, very, very alert, and that's a good thing. You be alert both ways, all right? So, um, I heard that and then I thought, wow, it stopped I wonder why it stopped and the next thing the door of the church opens and a woman, a young woman holding her dead baby runs to the altar so she comes running down and she's screaming at the top of her lungs and she runs up and lays the baby on the altar that's a dead baby and me, curious George that's that's me if you didn't know who I was my son and my daughter calls me curious George because I, I love to find out I, I have questions too many of them so many of my kids they go crazy yeah you know usually here my kids drive me crazy no not this not, not in this home I do I do all, all the driving crazy part so I stood really close to the I left my chair and I came and checked the dead baby out while the mother screamed screamed and she, she just went back left the baby ran back and sat at the back still she's screaming and crying so me curious George comes up I had to check out the baby whether it's really dead right yeah so I took my little finger and I touched the arm it ran touched the cheek very cold and then I looked at everybody. Everybody's worshiping. Nobody is looking at the baby. So little me thought, goodness gracious, they don't even know there's a dead baby laying here. So I'm trying to grab somebody's attention. My mom's there. I'm trying to look at her like, hello, hello, there's a dead baby there. Then I'm looking at the, you know, the other uh, leaders and I'm trying to get the attention. You know, nobody pays attention to the little people. And I'm looking, Hello, there's a dead baby here. Nobody looks, so I'm just looking at the dead baby, and I'm saying, you know what, God? See, just not even paying attention that there's a dead baby here, but I'm sure you're paying attention. There's a dead baby here. You know that would be really, really cool if you could uh, bring it to life because it's dead, and they're about to bury it. They don't, uh, you know, they do not burn. A child, you know, like you know, usually in India, a dead body is is put on the funeral pyre, but not a child. They will bury the child, you know, not like it's different. So, so I said, you know, this is this is not supposed to happen. She's he's a little kid. He has his whole life, and and you know, you you can do it. You can do it. And so I'm looking at the child, right? 10 minutes go by, I'm still looking at the child, looking at everybody, like nobody's looking. Nobody. Everybody's lost in worship. How can he be lost in worship? There's a dead baby there. Well, I didn't understand the lost in worship part at all. So I still tried to grab my mom's attention. Well, she's not looking at me, she's worshiping. Everybody's hand is raised. 10 minutes, 15 minutes go by. And all of a sudden this dead baby right there, I'm standing right there, his hand falls, and he lets out a blood-curdling scream. And I looked and I go, Whoa! All right. You did it. And then the mother comes running, grabs the baby, and the whole church explodes in even more worship. What I what I didn't realize is they were all paying attention. The Lord just told them to keep worshipping. Because he lives in the middle. Wherever he's lifted up, he will be there. No matter who is lifting him up. Did you know that? No matter who is lifting him up, it could be a person whose character is not formed yet. Still in the process. Please remember that. It could be a person who's uh, messed up life. And and, uh, things not going right. And it could be that they're not as godly as you may think. But because Christ is being lifted up, He will draw all men and women to Him. God cannot deviate from His Word. He doesn't lie. Picking up from last night, what really happened in the upper room when all those 120 people were waiting and waiting and waiting why in the world would Christ make them wait question ask questions will you when you ask questions then only you will get the answers if you just believe it gullibly you will never get the answers and you will have the questions in your heart not me I have tons of questions and I ask and I ask and I sit on them and then the Lord speaks why in the world would God make them wait what is this waiting and walking with the Lord what is this about the waiting part the waiting had to happen. Because those 120 had to realize what in the world did Christ come at all for? What was his heart? What was his intention? What did he really aim to do? What was the goal that heaven had? A goal, that an agenda that heaven wanted to fulfill on earth. What was it? So they were just completely inundated with the thought there has to be a purpose. Oh yes, and they came to know it. They came to know the purpose that Christ came. There was 120, but really there was 11 disciples there. 11 disciples. There was 120, but 11 disciples in the middle of all the 120. 120. The eleven disciples are the ones that got the download. Did you know that? They, when they were waiting, they got this download. That Christ, someway, somehow, chose them, the stinkiest fishermen in Galilee. Did you know that the Jews called them the unlearned ignorant? They were unlearned. They were rough. They were coarse Their language was not refined They didn't know anything about speaking well They just didn't know Their lifestyle was a fisherman A fisherman is not very liked In the eastern culture I do not know if you know eastern culture I come from an eastern culture Fishermen are not looked up to Why? They don't know how to speak Their language is is very colorful Did you know that those fishermen, even hanging out with the Lord, did not change their language? Did you know they would slip out all the time because they are fishermen? And did you know Christ saw it fit? He saw it absolutely fit to pour his spirit upon those 11. He saw it fit. To give them a mandate, he saw it fit to send the first revival. Did you know? In the upper room was the very first revival that happened. It was a revival of God's great love, first in the 11. They realized Christ's only purpose in coming on earth to establish. His great love, so you and I, little people, can be grounded and rooted, established in His great love. So you and I will come to know the fullness of God. Fullness of God. Ephesians 16, remember? Or Ephesians 13, 16 to 17. 16, 17, 18, 19. If you read that, what does it say? Ephesians 13. It says, He will strengthen you in your inner being, in your inner man. With what? with the knowledge, the understanding of how great His love is. If you be being rooted, and it says, if you being rooted and grounded, rooted and grounded in His love, in His great love, then only you will comprehend, you will not comprehend, I will never comprehend what His great love and how high it is, wide it is, deep it is, I will never know it. But they got to know it in the upper room. They got to know it in the room so much so that they stood up in that spirit of revival. We have fallen far short of that day. We have. Their hearts was aflame with this great revelatory knowledge of this love that drove Christ at every Every incident, they realized why he did what he did. They realized they couldn't even cast the demons because they just uh, didn't even understand what Christ was trying to teach them. They realized that they didn't want to support Christ when he wanted to feed the 5,000. They realized that when Christ wanted to get crucified, Peter almost canceled out his uh, crucifixion. They didn't realize that walking with a man for three and a half years day and night it was in a moment of time Peter betrayed him. Just like that. It didn't even take Peter any commitment. He didn't have any to begin with. But Christ saw it fit to trust this man. So much so that out of all the eleven it said in Acts chapter 2 out of all of them verse 14 what does it say but Peter stood up out of the 11 that should tell you something and me something but Peter stood up how come the rest of the 11 didn't how come it was Peter the continued offense of the church today is we seek his power more than his presence we are much more impressed by the manifestation, by the miracles, by the power, more so than His presence. So much so that we run after the gift and forget the giver. Our emphasis has been on the doing much more than on the being. And all Christ is saying, you will then be able to present the gospel in the most wordless form the day your life becomes the gospel flesh and blood carrying it deep inside of me so much so that all I have to do is park myself somewhere and watch the Lord move why haven't we walked in that yet but you will you will you will how hungry are you for that let me see your hand how many of you want to do that with me how many of you will say you know what I'm sick and tired of trying to preach to somebody who don't want to hear fine don't you preach you can put your hands down thank you so much don't preach be from this morning we shall be the gospel renewal what is revival what is revival it's really the renewal of our first love Revelations 2, verse 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. The day you and I came to know the Lord, we were absolutely astounded by this love, weeping and crying. Do you remember that? How many of you remember? The day you came to know this God loves you. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, yes. Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, sing with me, add some parts to her shall we, come on. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong They are weak, but my God is strong Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Can you remember the time when you heard this song, tears would run down your face? We have fallen far below that. Do you know what the disciples did the very first thing? they repented as they were waiting for the Holy Spirit for the promise to come they had no clue what the Holy Spirit looks like by the way the Holy Spirit hasn't come today we know how it looks like so we put a label Always looks like this people do this they speak this way this is what happens life changes no sir nobody knew what the Holy Spirit is or does or what's gonna happen completely brand new first time first time they were being shaken up to their core just wondering, wait a minute you mean for three and a half years we missed the very heart of this man that tried to tell us over and over look at my heart I have really come here to establish my love and my people, to show them that they can take over nations after nations for me just by loving them that the greatest weapon on earth is His great love. Whether you say one word or not any at all, doesn't matter. His great love will find a way of seeping out from you and touching people around you. I live it, you see. I'm hungry for it. I will die if God doesn't do it. I will not leave until He gives it to me. I will not survive if He doesn't fill me with His love. We will die where we, where we live in India. And now I realize that you, the American church, you too are in the exact same place. Just like the rest of the nations around the world that God has chosen to bring little people like me into your church what are the chances of me being here I was raised in the slums of Calcutta did you know that what are the chances of me being here and in the slums I told the Lord hear me little me I don't know what you can do with little me but I give you little me to you. And this was his promise. As long as you, Shampa, choose to stay little me, I will choose to trust the nations with you. As long as you keep pointing Christ and Christ alone I will trust the nations with you. His first love is a foundation for God to reclaim the hearts of mankind. That's why it's renewal. That's why the disciples had a renewal meeting there where they were renewed in their understanding of why would Christ do what he does why would he give his life and not even put up a fight where well, Peter thought what's the matter with you Christ you can call legion of angels how come you didn't you're God we, we watched you do all these amazing things how come you're not getting help you can, you can call major security guards here they can wipe out this little army that has come to capture you Peter didn't get it so much so that he took out his sword. But he did get it in the upper room. He did get it. They all got it and they repented and they said, Come Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came in fire, the fire had its way and burned love in their heart. When something gets burned on you, it stamps you forever. A burning scar never goes away. I have one on my arm because I love to cook. And it's still there. It's been ten years. I will die with it. Let's want Christ to burn it in our hearts. His love. What does revival mean? Restoring. Renewing. Rekindling. Rekindling. Recovering. Action in a backward direction. Recede, return, and revert. Action intended to undo a situation. To respond, restock, remove. Action intended to demonstrate that an original act was impermanent or inadequate. That the performance of the new action brings back to an earlier state of affairs. Where we've fallen Where we have lost our first love What is Christ trying to tell us Renew, revert, go back Revival means restore to life And use to take up And make valid What has lost its validity in our lives To make it valid To flourish anew It is not talking about unbelievers. It's talking about us who knows the Lord. The revival of His love in my life is a revelation and a demonstration of God's power. It, it, then only I will have an outbreak of His presence inside of me. Don't, let's just change our hearts and mind, okay? From this day on until we meet the Lord face to face. That I will not look for revival outside of me. The wise master the art of internal renewal. The blessing is within. The wise master the art of internal renewal. The blessing is within. He lives in you. You know Lion King? I love Lion King. He lives in you. This song, you know? I watch it over and over. I love that song. He lives in you. You don't have to go anywhere. He lives in you. The day you told Christ to come and be your Lord. Do you know what happened in the spirit realm? All of heaven in a pulsating, throbbing life came to dwell within you. You are that. You're carrying this pulsating, throbbing life of God. And all His promises. And all His intentions. And all His goal and purpose for earth, for mankind in each and every one of us. Do you understand? You are dangerous. Yes. You are simply dangerous. For you to remain in the lie is devil's victory. For you to break out of the lie is heaven's gain. Let's break out. Let this morning be the morning where we'll break out so there can be an outbreak of His presence inside of us inside of us. We need renewal inside of us. So when you wake up in the morning and look in the mirror, it's there inside of you, even though you feel it or not like my son reminds my daughter and both of them, whenever they go through some hard time they go, remember, faith is not feeling. Faith is not feeling. You may not feel like even waking up, even after your fourth cup of coffee and that's alright. Alright. this renewal inside of you doesn't go away as you keep getting filled with His great love. So you keep saying though, don't forget fill me with your love Jesus. His love is the greatest of revival that mankind has ever seen. His love will bring us to repentance. His love will bring us to a place of such humility that we will know who we are and we will know even greater way who He is. We will know Him well so we can walk with Him better. The revival of His love in me is a revelation of the occupation of a person who is bigger than I am. The revival is about a preoccupation with the person. His nature to love the person of Jesus Christ. It is not an event. Revival is not an event. It is a person revealed. The person of Jesus Christ. And Him alone. No man, no woman, it is one God show. You like that? Good. It is one God show. Did you know that? He told me that. If you stand, I cannot stand. If you want your name to be known out there... What about my name? So I call myself the teapot. Best way to get, awa- get, get out of it. See, I got a little necklace. It's a little teapot. That's me. I'm a little teapot. And I match the description. So it's lovely, isn't it? So you can call yourself whatever you want to. You know, you can call yourself the little gospel shoes and have a little shoe around your neck. It's alright. You can call yourself whatever. Just make sure your name is not out there. If we let our name known, what will he do about his name? His name gets lost in our name. Revelations 2 verse 5, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. What are the first works? His love. Or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Do you know what lampstand is in the tabernacle? The lampstand was this huge massive candelabra. That's what we call it now today. And it's massive and it has candles inside it and it lights the temple or the tabernacle. If Christ comes and removes it The temple will become dark. In other words, or else I will come to you quickly and remove the light from within you. You will walk in darkness. What is happening today in the Western world? The church is plunging into darkness. It's like the lights are going off. Everywhere, lights are going off. The church is becoming so disillusioned that they're leaving church and starting their own little home groups. They're not even calling it a church. Why? We, the church, you and I, if we can repent and come back to our first love, guess what happens? He does not have to remove the lampstand from its place. To remove him himself. Can you believe that? Christ, when he said, he looked at the disciples and he said, I am the light of the world. Right? He said that. The next thing he says, you now, you are the light of the world. what does man do with light they do not keep it undercover they light it up so all can see so they do not stumble in the darkness so they can see where they are walking do you know why there is so much stumbling in the body of Christ there is so much stumbling because we have lost our way to love and we have not repented of it So Christ has chosen to remove the light. So we stumble. I don't want to stumble. I don't want to stumble. I don't want to bring shame to the name of Christ. I don't want to scatter His work. I want to gather with Him. But I'm human. I'm frail. I'm weak. i got a wicked heart. How may I do that? it's very simple all I have to do is repent and say you know what Lord I'm sorry I've fallen away I've lost your first love so no wonder I've lost the passion to be to be the gospel so would you restore your love fill me now with your great love Jesus such a simple thing fill me with your great love Something before we finish. In the early nineteen hundred in England, in an asylum, there was scribbled on the wall of a particular um, crazy chap on the walls these words were scribbled and Frederick Lehman in 1917 got a hold of those words and put them in a song and I'm just going to read you one little verse that uh, just destroyed me forever could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies parchment made where every stock on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky Could we with ink the ocean fill And were the skies of parchment made Where every stalk on earth a quill And every man a scribe by trade To write the love of God above Would drain the ocean dry Nor could the scroll contain the whole Though stretched from sky to sky Do you think that was written by a madman? that's what they said It's written in an insane asylum by a person who was insane and when I read that I told the Lord I would rather choose insanity than never know the great love of God let's all bow shall we you want a revival you will have it we see revival wherever we go. Revival may not look like what you think it will look like. If you think what it looks like, it can come and it passes you by and you never know it. This is why when revival hit Shillong, a state in India, up in the hills by Himalayas, it hit a Roman Catholic little school because they didn't really have a clue what revival looks like and all the little kids ages 5 to 8 were prophesying they stood up in the classroom and they prophesied all 21 of them and then they all fell under the power and lay as if dead all the nuns and the sisters were absolutely traumatized they tried to call the police, but they said, what will the police do? So they called the, the fathers, you know, the, the, the church fathers. So the church fathers called the Presbyterian fathers. That's the Presbyterian church, was right there. But the Presbyterian fathers, on the way, they started praying. They said, God, we've been praying for many years now for revival. We have no clue what it looks like, but we want it. This is the Presbyterian church. We want it. You see, by the time my husband and I were led, God told us him in a dream and me in my prayer time joined the Presbyterian Church. So my husband and I and my kids, we became members of a Presbyterian Church. And we shocked all our friends. We went to the Presbyterian Church. Yeah, several times we got kicked out, but we were members of the Presbyterian Church. They couldn't really kick us out. Yeah, we we were told to leave because my daughter and I, um, we we got the um, giggle thing giggle thing going and we couldn't stop and it turned into a total explosion of laughter and we couldn't stop, we tried, we tried we thought of all the serious things all the really really serious things it didn't work and so finally the usher said ma'am you must leave so we said thank you sir you saved us so we left so this happened while we were members of a Presbyterian church in America So this is happening in India. And when that happened in the classroom of the Roman Catholic school, guess what? The fathers came from the Presbyterian church and they realized it was revival. They now they don't have a clue what revival looks like. So they went from person to person and they blessed them, you know, like bless them. Just lay hands and say, Bless them, Lord, bless them, Lord. And whoever they prayed for got up and started prophesying again. That hit the Presbyterian churches in Shillong. Every single Presbyterian church. Now my question is, do you think there was no charismatic churches around? Yes sir, there was plenty. But how come none of them got hit but the Presbyterian church? It taught me a lesson. The churches were filled. There was 10,000, 20,000 people filing in for service every single night of the week. And angels would appear outside to the Hindus. Do you understand that? To the Hindus. Not inside, outside. So I wanted to uh, find out what's happening there. So I told a friend of mine, I said, I'm going to go there um, I know it's really dangerous You know the, the road is really bad Like where we have to travel from It's a four and a half hour drive And a sheer cliff on both sides And there's no nothing to stop you if you fall The car before us tumbled down the cliff And everybody just disappeared I was in the car and I said You know I'm going to take a nap Because I, I think I'm going to die of trauma if I watch So I just slept the whole time Yeah. So the driver turns around after we, we reached there He said uh, you're not afraid you, you slept through the whole thing I said I am afraid That's why I slept through the whole thing I just don't want to see I'm dying You know It's great You die You're sleeping Right is a wonderful feeling So when we reach there When I reach there I asked the driver I said So what do you think Of what's happening in the, in the churches He said In a very very thick Indian accent And you must be wondering How come I don't have one I have one I just turn it off and my Indian driver said Oh madam you have not believe it It is very very good what is happening in the Churches You see their God had to come Their God had to come Because the people in the church was very very wicked They were so wicked That their God had to come and fix them So their God came and now they are okay Now we like them before we used to hate them Now they are very very nice Oh yes yes No problem. So I'm looking at the driver. Of course, I did not tell him that I'm a Christian. So I said, So what do you think of it? Do you like this God? He said, Oh, yes, yes. Very nice, very nice. That means, uh, you know, whenever you call him, he answers. I said, Yes, sir. He does. May I present to you the God of the Bible? And he just, in a shocked look, he looks at me and starts crying. He was that ready. And he took me to the church, right? this church is 450 years old the wood in the church is so polished you think they made it yesterday it is amazing it's huge it's, it's, it's massive and it's absolutely gorgeous it's the most beautiful thing all the Presbyterian churches in India are like that they're either 450 year old or they're 350 year old every, every, everybody is over 150, 200 year old church so it's massive it can seat 20,000 but of course only 10 people comes but not on this day There was 20,000. It was a Tuesday night. And I walked in and I said, Man, how will I get in there? And all of a sudden, this guy is standing there. And he looks at me and he says, Mrs. Rice. I said, Goodness gracious. There's another Mrs. Rice. So I looked at the back. And he said, No, it's you. I said, Me? You don't know me. He said, No, I know you. I said, Listen, this is the first time. Uh, Nobody knows me here. He says, No, we know you we got a call till this day I do not know who called we got a call and our senior pastor wants to meet you why so I went up and I was shaking like a leaf because I know my Indian man the woman uh, a cattle they're not looked up to not respected so I know my culture very well so I was I was very very um, nervous Mm -hmm. very nervous so I went up and there the senior pastor is. he's a very tall man he looks at me and I can't sit down I am so nervous my hands are shaking so I had them behind my back trying to be, look very confident and he looks at me and he says oh I was under the impression that you are an um, elderly woman I, you are quite a young woman and the minute he said that, I thought, oh, I should have kept those white little things that used to always come out over here. I should have kept them all. I should have, you know, there's like pen in my hair, white. Even better. And I knew he's, he's, he's not too impressed. I go, hmm, okay. So I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, we got a call that you are coming and the Lord has told us that you have a message for us. But you need to know that we in the Presbyterian Church the history of the Presbyterian Church never allow a woman to speak or get up on the pulpit. I thought, goodness gracious, that doesn't help me, does it? I'm already scared. Now I'm traumatized. So I, to- I-, I-, I looked at him and I said, uh, Sir, why would you decide that? Well, we got a call. Till today, I don't know who called. You see, a month before that, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and gave me a word for the Presbyterian church, not having a clue what's going on. And I wrote down this word and all it is is the title is How Do We Sustain Revival? It was a full two page word. That out of the scripture too. So I had it in my Bible. And he said, Now we shall go to Mass and you shall bring the message. Just like that, real proper. So we went to mass, and as soon as we reached the, the the stage, the pulpit, it has these really fine polished staircase, right? You go up the stage, and the stage is, it looks like a throne place, you know, like a it looks really high and mighty. You know what I mean? Like not not like us over here. It's really different, yeah. So it was very very imposing. It was very highly intimidating. So I looked at the whole thing, the whole setup. And I was thinking. God, what, what were you thinking? I mean, you, you could have easily sent somebody else. Why me? This is this is traumatizing. I don't think so. I like it. So then, before I would touch the staircase, guess what he whispers? He comes really close to me and he says, That, Mrs. Rice, is the first time a little feet of a woman touches our pulpit. That completely petrified me. And I didn't even want to touch the, the, the the staircase and I got really upset actually inside I thought this is not nice so I went up and then looked at all the elders they introduced me to all the elders all the leadership everybody is a doctor something 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 me no me a teapot they are all doctor doctor this 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 bishop this father that you know everybody is somebody and they are all sitting around me and I looked at God I said you know I, I absolutely can understand how Peter felt being a complete nobody in the middle of religious leaders learned men Jewish prejudiced from youth well known and favored in society looked up by everybody feared and revered what are the chances? Have you ever seen in history 3,000 men in a marketplace being swayed in a moment or one hour? Just one hour. Being swayed and letting go of their youthful prejudice, the religion of their forefathers, and the favor of their community. They forego all that and looked at Peter. In Acts chapter 2, verse 37, looked at Peter and said, Men and brethren, they were cut to their heart. Men and brethren, what shall we do? You see, it took the power that made the universe. The same power we need today. The very power that caused, let there be light, and there was light. It caused a shift in the resonant frequency somewhere, somehow. And caused light to appear. This was before the sun and the moon came to being. Did you? Read the word. It will tell you. Let there be light. Hold on a minute. The, this is not talking about the sun or the moon. We need the same power that caused the universe to just come into being by Christ just saying let there be light so the time came for me to give the message in the Presbyterian church and none of the elders wanted to translate they speak in a different dialect and I don't know it so I told one of these elder could you translate and he said uh, oh no 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 problem you don't need any translation all these people will be understanding English he was saying that they all understand English and I know that he's lying because I'm a woman he doesn't want to translate so I told the Lord you got to shift something here and he said well why don't you go ahead and shift it I go oh okay I can do that I love shifting good so I stood up when my time came all these ladies are clapping their hands you should have seen thousands of these ladies totally feeling empowered because a woman is on the stage in the history of the 450 year old Presbyterian church in India So I stood up And I looked at the man I said you will translate He said yes ma'am And he stood up Just like that So the pulpit You know the way you stand Like this thing This thing where you keep your Bible and everything It was this high It was perfect I was already so petrified I didn't want to be seen So they couldn't really see me So I gave the word Nobody saw me And God came I didn't have to do anything. I, was, I just gave this word. It was perfect because you know I, I wasn't affected anymore by, by people. You know, God does that. You know, isn't it amazing? He perfectly understands our fear and our insecurity. He never will beat you in the head and say, come on, grow up. What's the matter with you? No, He doesn't. He doesn't do that. Look at Gideon. Look at Gideon. Gideon has his army. 32,000. God finds it amusing to say hey, you have too many, cut it down 22,000, he finds it more amusing that it's still too big and he says hold on a minute Gideon, ask them who's fearful well, only 10,000 was left by then and then God still says you know what, you, you can't, you can't do this it's too many, lest Israel say, my own hands have saved me so what does Christ do, what does uh, God do cuts it down to 300 300 you know why? That victory will never be blamed On one person That the blame would go God did it Not a person So what does God do? Picks teapots To give words to 20,000 people Hindus What does he do? He makes her feel Worthless and absolutely looked at with judgment. My culture is such. I was petrified. And I'm telling God to give me boldness, but it's not working. In the end, it didn't work at all. So I was just obedient and just give the word, hidden behind the pulpit. But God happens to love barley loaves. Do you know why? You remember when Gideon... God knew he was so afraid, right? So what God, God does? He so kindly says, Gideon, arise, for I have given you your enemies. And Gideon um, is dawdling. So what does God do? God says, but if you are afraid, you take your servant with you. And I want you to listen to what your enemy is saying. After you hear them, your hand will be strengthened. Do you see that? Is that discouragement or encouragement? That is encouragement. God encouraged Gideon to, if you're afraid, take your servant, go down to the camp. And on the way to the camp, guess what Gideon saw? The army of his enemies as numberless as the sand of the sea. Do you think that helped Gideon? No, sir. He was not scared. He was petrified. And then he looked at the camels numberless camels oh he was afraid yes he was afraid until he heard the two night guards talking to each other one had a dream of a barley loaf rolling through the camp and wherever it rolled everybody died the other one interpreting it what are the chances said I think that's Gideon that has to be Gideon hold on a minute let's back off now barley loaf what is barley loaf do you know in the eastern culture barley is the cheapest the most inexpensive grain amazing how come it wasn't multi-grain loaf how come it wasn't whole wheat or rye bread I like rye yeah how come it wasn't how come it was barley loaf I completely do not like barley loaf they taste mm, nothing just nothing cardboard Barley loaf. Do you understand what is God trying to say here? He loves barley loaves, the most inexpensive, never seen, unobvious, nobodies. No name and no face in the world's eyes. But you see, God loves them. God trusts them. He trusts them. He trusts you and me. Nobodies. We are just little people. Little people big God little people big God shall we all stand up kindly come let's give our little me to him and say come fill us with your great love fill us with your great love will the musicians come up kindly come sweetheart come on up and and sing sing that song Jesus oh Jesus loves me Yes. yes we will go back to our first love go back to where we began so we can end better come Lord
0: Jesus one thing I wanted her to do because I've noticed something is when she prays there's something that gets released so before you stop I wanted you to pray a blessing over us because when she does I'm telling you when she prays if you'll receive it there's a blessing that'll get imparted into your life so I just want to make sure that happens for you for you in
1: Great, let's all do that, shall we? Come on, remember, little me, big God, please don't look at me. I am just like you. I have my own struggle just like you. Own weakness, own frailties. Nobody great here, honey. Sorry, sorry to disappoint you. Just like you. I wake up in the morning, I have the same happenings like you do. Everyday normal happenings. And to find Christ in it every day to find his great love every moment that's the joy the joy of walking with him there will be lots of garbage on the journey please don't look at the garbage pick up the jewels and keep walking my mother used to say that and I pass it on to you Lord Jesus I bless this people group that you will lay your hands on each person and bless them with the wisest of the wisdom of picking up the jewels in the journey That they will not care for the garbage. They will not stop to look how it looks like either. That they will keep walking with you. That God all Enoch did to please your heart. So much so that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with you. That you took him. And all he did was he walked with you. All he did was he walked with you. May we walk with you. Teach us Lord to walk with you in the garden of our soul. Teach us, Master, how to go about that. And where you start. Let our roots be grounded. Oh, so grounded in your great love. May we be established. My God, each one of us. May we be established in your great love. May we never deviate from that. God, I bless this people group, my God. That you will give them a heart that will cry out to you. Cry out to you. Give them one heart, one cry. That makes all of heaven move and answer each time that they may truly be the gospel the gospel living breathing gospel wherever they are in their little cubicles in their office, in their schools in their colleges in their classrooms as they teach or in their construction site my God make them the living breathing gospel so your kingdom may truly come First in me and then out of me. First in them and then out of them. That you can have your way in this nation. We repent, Lord. We repent together. Let's all repent together, shall we? We repent that we have fallen away from our first love. That we have forgotten how it is to walk with you with passion. Loving you, Jesus. Nothing matters then. Those days are nothing mattered. Oh, nothing mattered whether I get food or not, whether I have a roof over my head or not. God, take us back to our first love. Take us back, Lord. Fill us, my God, with your love. Fill us, my God. Lay your hands on each, each and every person here, Lord God, and baptize them with your great love. Let that fire never die out. Let them be that blue flame, monster. Let them be that little blue flame that wherever they go without words they will light the fire because of who they carry and what they carry in Jesus name
2: yes Jesus yes